Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. And you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to join us to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, I'm actually really very excited about our guest because he's a return guest. He was on the old version of the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast when we were bringing on experts to share their experience, their knowledge, and their journey. My guest today is Jim Estel. He is the CEO, president, founder of Danby Appliances. Jim, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited because today we're reversing the roles. And uh, last time you were here, you shared a whole bunch of information that we actually took to heart and uh, ran with inside of our company. So you've run a series of massive companies and you've grown them to a very, very uh, sizable level. Tell us where you're at now with Danby. Uh, so Danby is a small, medium uh, manufacturer of appliances. We make bar fridges, freezers. We make about 2 million a year. It's about 400 million in sales. And, uh, and my goal is to grow this to a billion dollars. And I wouldn't do two billion, which I did my last company, but um, you have to age out at some point. So that's <laughs> what that's that's what I'm going to do. Okay. And how has COVID affected sales? I'm imagining, like I know that people are improving their homes. So has this had a positive impact on you? Uh, COVID has had a positive impact in some divisions. Um, I have a fairly large division that sells to hotels and motels, and of course, that part of the business is off. But you're right, food insecurity, people are, you can't make enough freezers, you can't make enough mid-sized fridges. When it first started, people were not buying wine coolers, believe it or not, because people were afraid that they would lose their job. They were afraid of their income. When, when people get afraid, they stop spending. Now, three or four months in, people are buying more wine coolers than they ever have. So and more know, wine. that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Or not. But the, maybe that's right. the response. And, and actually, I think it's, you're right. It's around people improving their home. And if people don't spend money on vacation, they say, well, no, I didn't, I didn't go to uh, the Caribbean this year for holiday. Well, they saved money. Oh, let's buy a wine cooler and entertain at home as opposed to go out. Amazing. So uh, things are looking okay then, like one side of the business yeah. grew, the other side. Now you wrote a book recently. Oh, I, I didn't write a book recently. I wrote a book um, years and years ago okay. on, on time management. Okay. And it was called Time Leadership, uh, using the secrets of, uh, you know, using secrets of leadership for time management. And I wrote that book because I had a time management issue. And I thought the best way to solve that was to study time management. So okay. I studied and read every other book I could and read everything on time management. And that's how I uh, was able to distill my thoughts on time management, develop my own system. I believe everyone should develop their own system. Okay. And that's so why it I- is ironic because I, I have a, a slight sense of what your challenge is, but please share with our audience what's going on and how can I help you in terms of coaching today? So it's uh, three decades later and I still have a problem with time management. I have a problem with time. Uh, like I, basically I, I, I run a company and uh, I have a very full life and uh, I, my schedule is too aggressive. Okay. And, and I'm worried that my uh, 
later part of my career, my strengths can't be the same as my early part. In the early part, I had Herculean work ethic. And so I just muscle my way through it. And I'll work 16 hours a day. But as I get older, I, I don't know whether I want to work 16 hours a day and whether that can be my competitive advantage anymore. Okay. Um, what is the cost of your intense or aggressive schedule? Like, how does it affect you? How does it impact you right now? Um, so a few ways. One, it causes a low-level anxiety or stress to see how busy the schedule is. Um, uh, second is it makes it um, makes me feel that I'm not doing as good a job because I'd like to be more, I'd like to spend more time um, doing what? Doing things. Uh, so I think I could do a better job. And I guess the other thing, it's the old time management thing is I'm, I feel I'm not spending as much time on the important issues. And important issues, do you mean like personal things or important business issues? Uh, mostly important business issues, but yes, it, personal as well. Um, because I have a lot of noise. Like, like we are on this call and I will log off of this call and I'll have 20 emails. Like that's a simple example of those 20 emails. Are any of those on the important? Probably not. Maybe one of them is. But if I ignore them, then, uh, um, you know, what happens, uh, uh, you know, okay. Later. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So, um, uh, and wait, before I, I even go there, is there a cost on a family level, on a personal level, health level, anything like that? I understand low level anxiety and stress, but does it affect your family life? Um, I would say, yeah, yes, it does have to impact my family life. Yes, absolutely. And, um, uh, I, uh, like to work out and I sometimes sacrifice my, uh, exercise, um, for that. And, uh, I suppose then it would also be, uh, eating well, I do eat very, very well, but, uh, uh, you know, to eat better takes a little bit longer than just throwing something in the microwave. Got it. Okay. So I want to share with you that what you just described, I coined a term called slippage. And what is slippage? It's when leaders who are super busy, super focused, trying to reach their goals, let important things slip through the cracks, hence the term slippage. So what you described in terms of eating and exercise, maybe even sleeping, who knows, um, is, is falls into that category. And I see it all the time. But I really want to talk for a moment about time management. And it's interesting that you did all this research to look for time management systems in order to create a system that would work for you. And what I want to say to you is this, that uh, for me, everybody has the same amount of time, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Not like It's not like a negotiable item, really. We have 24 hours in a day and that's it. But it's not really about time management. Like the challenge isn't creating a system that works because there are lots of different systems that could work for lots of different people. For me, the problem of time management is really a thinking problem. And what I want to really say is that all of the challenges that we have with respect to time stem from the beliefs we have. And the beliefs we have uh, that con contradict the goals we have. That's where we experience stress and frustration and pain. So in your case, I'm not exactly sure what the beliefs are, but I'll venture a guess 
or I'll throw some out and some will work for you and some might not. So when you say, you know, the minute I get off this call, I'll have 20 emails and one might be important, but I have to sort of sift through them to figure out which one is important. There's a belief that says you have to do the sifting. There's a belief that says this has to be done in a certain time frame. There's a belief that says, you know, if I don't go through them, something important will fall through the cracks. And those beliefs are what is causing you the pain. So, you know, when you say I have stress, stress comes from a belief that there are X number of things that need to be done and you need to be the one to do them in a certain time frame. And what I want to do as a coach is kind of push back on that belief. Because when we see, and I would put you in the category of extraordinary leaders, but you're 100% right when you say, okay, as I've aged, my secret sauce isn't Herculean power anymore. Your secret sauce is experience. Except that you're not necessarily applying it. You're still trying to do all the heavy lifting yourself. And so the first question I would ask you, specifically in a maybe a longer conversation is, let's look at all the things you're trying to accomplish in a day. And more importantly, what do you believe to be true about each one of these assignments or these tasks? And I would look at how we leverage your expertise as opposed to leveraging your time or creating a new system. I would look at really thinking about what you're bringing to the table very differently. You have a thought. You're about to say something. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking um, what, what you're saying is true. Um, you're suggesting changing what I believe will make it so that I don't have to do some of those things. Well, it's not that they, these things don't have to be done, right? Yes. I'm not challenging that. I'm challenging who has to do them, how they need to get done, and right. the time frame they need to get done in. So how do you change a belief? Well, a lot of times we have beliefs that contradict our goals. So okay. for so for example, um, and I'll, I'll give the example of a startup <clears throat> entrepreneur who says, I need these things to be done in a certain time frame. And... I'll just do them because if I do them, I'll do them better and faster. But that entrepreneur can't grow if he or she is always doing all the things. I, so, I, I agree with that one completely. One of the ways I scale my businesses is always to figure out what I can give up. So I master of that. I study. If I, like when I was doing 100 million, I said, what am I going to be doing when I do 200 million? I said, well, it's not what you do. It's what you don't do. Perfect. So I know my, my problem um, is I know the theory, Kim. I know the theory, but I, I think it's, I still am you know, held back some by some of my, obviously by my beliefs, if that makes sense. Like one of my problems, I say yes too often. Why do I say yes? Because I believe in being polite. And I think it's rude to not try to help someone when they ask, if you know right. what I mean. Right. right. So, so that's perfect. That's a great example. And we are all, each one of us, every individual is hardwired with beliefs. And it's impossible to change them unless we surface them, we bring them up, 
into the open, shed light on them and say, does this belief serve me in all circumstances? So maybe polite to say, you know what, I'd like to help you and here's the right person. Yeah. It may be, right? So there may be ways to uh, maintain that value of being polite and helpful, but not sacrificing yourself in the process, right? Which is what you do and are doing on a regular basis. So what my job is, is to identify those beliefs where you keep getting yourself trapped in this conflict between productivity and values. Because those things together aren't getting you to where you want to go. Those beliefs are slowing you down. So what we do is we, how do you change your beliefs? By trading them up just a little bit. So if your belief is, I still want to be polite. Okay, I'll buy that. I'm in favor of that. I endorse that. How do we be polite in a more, um, in, in a way where we're not taking up our time to do that? Is there a way to do that? So now we're looking at solutions as opposed to just doing the same old thing over and over again, which is saying yes. That makes and, sense. And chances are you have a whole bunch of other beliefs. Oh, of course. I have, I have a ton of, I have an absolute ton of beliefs. That's, yes. uh, um, that's I, I get that. I get that. But I need to do some thought about how to change some of the beliefs, as you point out, the beliefs that are taking me the time. And uh, So I will say this. One of the things we do when we coach leaders is we get them to journal in an online journal. Okay. And so I'll give you a journaling assignment. And I'll even offer myself to read and respond to your journal. So the journal assignment will be, what do I believe about all the things that I need to get done? And you might even start by saying, like, I'm going to look at my schedule for the week, that daunting schedule and say, here are the things that I need to get done. Then what do I believe to be true about this list? And once you write your beliefs, I can help you push back on them. I can help you look at each one of them and say, is that actually true? Is it true that I have to do this? Is it true that I have to do this now? Is it true that I'm the only one that can do this? Okay. So what do I believe about this task? What do I believe to be true about this task? That's the, that's the assignment. Yes. And what do I believe to be true about my role, my schedule, my job? You know, those are bigger questions, but they fall into the same category. Okay. You know, my function, my contribution here. And so I would ask a whole bunch of different, what do you believe to be true about fill in the blank questions? Okay. Because How long then, do you normally expect this to be? Is this in page? terms of a journal? Yes. Is this page? Is this three pages? Is this five hundred words? It, it's it's none of the above. Sit down and just spill it and see what happens. It could take you ten minutes. It could take you an hour, and it will probably be the most valuable task you do this week, maybe okay. even this month. So you're thinking I'll have to fit this into the schedule? Okay, I'll. I'll... <laughs> you can speak it. Okay. While you're in the bathroom in the morning. All right. Perfect. <laughs> you're going to be there anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what, in my time management book, I talked about the power of while. What can you do while you're doing something else? See, there you go. You 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 believe in the power of while, right? Yeah. I, I talk to my kids on the phone while I'm making dinner. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Power there of while. Go. It's good. I like keeping my hands busy. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, Jim, I hope that gave you some things to think about. I hope that kind of like 
kind of reframed a little bit that time management question. Perfect. So I will email you a journal. Email me a journal. Uh, my email address is Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And then we can maybe do a second session on the podcast or just one-on-one. I'm good to do but either one. Okay, perfect. Okay. Jim, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I hope you took something that caused you to think, challenge you a little bit. Uh, for those of you who are listening, and if you have a time management problem, ask yourself, what do you believe to be true about all the things on your list of things to do? And let's challenge them too. Uh, if you have a, a, a struggle with something, a challenge that you want to discuss on this podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not so comfortable sharing on the podcast, please reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Jim, thank you so much for being with me today. Love the conversation. And I can't wait for round two.